I do have a mic on the right side. Yay! What's up, everybody? We're back. Hello. I'm back. Chad's not here again. He's dead. He's dead to us. He's dead. <laughs> I mean, he's not actually dead. Like, metaphorically dead. Yeah. I guess. Like in another state. In, yeah. In, that's in, dead. In yeah. podcast sense, right? he doesn't exist. It's like object permanence. If he's not here, he's exactly. dead. And if he's here, he's it's not It's like dead. we're infants and we don't understand that if we can't see him, he doesn't exist. Right. That's exactly. why I have my phone out in front of me at all times, because I get worried. <laughs> all right. And anyway, I'm Adam. Get Zach and Pat here. We're going to talk about some stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what should we talk about first? I don't know. You, you did some stuff recently. I did some stuff recently. Let's I went talk to, about that I stuff. I went to PAX East, and PAX East was a lot of fun. Uh, I saw a lot of games. Uh, they didn't give as much unique free stuff out this time, but uh, they did give away a lot of shirts. Like, I have enough shirts to choke a small a baby elephant, which um, <laughs> isn't usually a measurement of, uh, you know, number of shirts. I but... like to measure my article of clothing by what animal I could choke out with them. Right, exactly. suffocate. Long, so like, like putting exactly. them all on or like tying it to like, a rope like then... making them like like jamming consume it down it? yeah making okay. it forcibly consume shirts okay. uh, anyways on to the thing uh, there was a lot of cool games there uh, I will say most of the cool games that I saw that I was like really excited about were all indie games just cause like all the games that I saw that were like big had like big setups were games that I had either heard about or like just had little like it was it was cool but like, like for instance, Battleborn. Like I, I see it and I'm like, "Hey, it's Battleborn. That's neat." I, I have no interest in standing in a three-hour line to, you know, go play it. Yeah. Or like Overwatch. I know what that is. Okay, I'm going to go do something else. Although Overwatch was like really funny because like you you walk by it and you're like, "I don't need to play this," but you still felt really excited about it just because it's like it's really, it's just really cool. Like even though I can't play it, and even though I've only played like a couple times, it's like just knowing that it exists and that it's like a really high quality version of TF2 makes me really happy. Just, I don't know why, but it just like, ah, makes me feel good. Um, what else? I got some stuff from Orcs Must Die 2, or Orcs Must Die. Orcs Must Live. Orcs Orcs Must Live. I love that. That Orcs are people, Orcs are Orcs too, Zach. That was great. They were doing that whole campaign with like the signs and stuff. Um, what? Did I miss one? Oh, yeah. So, the Orcs Must yeah. Die people, Orcs Must Die Unchained, uh, is their MOBA version of yeah, the game. Yeah, we talked about the... And the one of the things they did for PAX East was they dressed a bunch of people up in orc costumes, carrying signs that were like, you know, uh, you know, Orcs Must Live, or... Um, orcs are people too. Stuff orcs like that. are people too. I want a sandwich. Uh, legalized health potions. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and it was all really funny, and they did a really good job. They got the Rooster Teeth guys to make an ad for it, which yeah. was really well done. Um, That's fantastic. I got to play, uh, oh, the new Warhammer uh, okay. Total War game. I tried that. It was good. Um, the graphics were really s- spectacular. I really don't like vampire counts, but only because their units are like so slow. I think that's because you had, in the tutorial stuff, you're only given the low-tier units, and all right. other low-tier units are just generic zombie A, B, and C holding weapon right. A, B, and C. Well, plus, and like... they're slow, they're cannon fodder, and you can raise extra yeah. ones from the dead for free. Well, like, the mission... Well, not for free, but for, like, magic. Yes. But, um, the mission I played was really annoying because it was, like, kill the orc shamans on the hill, which normally is, like, all right, I get that. That's fine. But then they're, like, oh, also kill the orc shamans that are busy flanking you right now. Yes. And I'm, like... Yeah. The orc shamans on the hill are, like, enough. <laughs> like if anything let me like kill the orc shamans on the hill then let the other guys come in and have me forcibly like defend the hill while I do something don't like well, it's, just... supposed to be, it's supposed to be extra challenge know, but it's but... not like the extra challenge was fine but I would have liked like not like from the jump like not like oh get towards this hill oh get wrecked by these two dudes who are flanking you while the guys in the hill just sit there and yeah. pet, like ping away at you with like stuff and, like, as I, like, got up to the hill more, there were constantly, like, stronger and stronger orcs hanging out on top of the hill. And I'm like, why didn't they just show up at the beginning so I could wreck them? But that's exactly why. Um, <laughs> now, you're saying you don't like the vampire counts, but I feel like your the experience you got to use them as was very uh, lackluster experience. It was. It was, it was I, not, like, their strong... Like, I felt like that wasn't their strong suit. No. Fighting orcs and stuff. It was, like... Well, like Being flanked and... 
having a lot of just cannon fodder. I could see across a very far distance, and they're very slow. Right, they can't charge really. If they gave me like a siege with some really cool like siege stuff, because I've but seen some of the cool also, siege battles. Also, the vampire counts don't have any ranged weaponry, so sieging is kind of interesting too. They have some. They have. Um, I think they have. Siege weaponry. Well, they also they have, have like skeletal bowmen, I think. I don't think so. Uh, well, it's one of those. But yeah, they don't really have ranged units, and it's not like I really like ranged armies just because it makes sense. Um, plus, the you know, I don't like wheeling with cavalry as much anymore <laughs> as I used to. Um, let's see, what else did I see? Oh, of the indie games that were out, I saw some really interesting ones, namely one called Auto Age, which was a cell shaded. Um, a lot of those these days. Well, it was like cell shaded, but it was weird. It's like it's difficult to describe because it was a. So imagine an '80s action cartoon based around cars, like Mask or like Autobots or something. But like, keep them in cars though. Like keep them car shaped, but with like guns in the sides of the cars. Okay. Like GI Joe vehicles. Yeah, like, from the we had like one of the uh, vigilante games from Nintendo sixty four. Right. And that was basically the game. The game was you and four other people were all, like, it was like a MOBA. It was like a MOBA with cars, with okay. guns on the cars that I you could, drove honestly, around. Honestly, I could get behind that. It was super cool. Have you ever played the Vigilante games on Nintendo 64? <sighs> it did It not. was basically a first, no, not first person shooter, over-the-shoulder shooter, third right. person where you were a car, and you okay. were basically hunting down with weapons and stuff on it, there and you'd you be hunting down other people who also had a car and had a weapon on it. But it was a really cool concept, because every car had like unique abilities, and it was one of my favorite Nintendo 64 games. Nice. But if they're turning that concept into like a MOBA... That sounds. It was it was basically like that, and it was like you drove through like this like dusty canyon with like some highways and stuff, and like you escorted like um, missile trucks to like shoot missiles at like the enemy towers and like the enemy like fortress, so that you could eventually get to like the enemy super vehicle, which was this massive like monster truck looking thing that you then had to like you know hit with bullets because it was like a huge boss monster like thing, and it was really cool. It was a really cool game. And it was really unique, and I didn't expect like a game that was that unique that, like, really, like, hit me. Um, let's see, while I was also like there... physically, just... Just, like, like, I walked away going, that's gonna be a great game if they can put it out and, like... If they can... On the right stuff. Yeah. But they, it was by, like, a Canadian, like, like a Canadian college of game design, so it was, like... too polite. Well, that was... They were very good. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Um... <laughs> <laughs> they can't do violent games well. Oh, they're doing another <laughs> Monster Hunter. Uh, that was a thing that I remember seeing. Oh, fuck. Um, it's going to have airships, I guess, because reasons. Uh. Well, the, the, right. the previous yeah. Monster Hunters had uh, vehicles of similar sort, but I don't think they were necessarily in the air. Right. It's, well, the, basically... I, I've never played Monster Hunter games. I've only yeah. seen some videos that were using them as... Game development examples. Right, but I, I think whatever it is, is whatever it is, I think it's that they're going like one tech level above what they were in the last game. Yeah, it was like sand skips and stuff like right. that. Right, so I've I think they're and... going up with that. Um, also, We Happy Few was there. Played that. That was interesting. What's that? It's, um, so, you know the well, book... Say the name again. We Happy Few. We Happy... Think... We Happy Few, as in like a yeah. few amount of people. Right. Okay. It's um. I heard something completely different. Do you know the one with the white faces? It's like a. It's the like Caucasians. <laughs> no, um, Europeans. <laughs> like literally, like they're wearing masks. I can think of a few games. Yeah, there's a so they're ba- it's basically a game that's based off of like the Orwellian future, like 1984. Um, Wait, uh, those yeah. I think yeah yeah Someone's yeah. played this game that I've seen it. Yeah, I think Markiplier yeah. tried it or Jacksepticeye tried one it them, at yeah. one point, but yep. um. Weird. Yeah, it's a weird game because basically you are a downer, which is someone who doesn't want to take the government mandated drug that's an antidepressant. Oh. And everyone else is on this antidepressant. And if you don't uh, pretend to be on this antidepressant while you're out and about, you people, people, people will yeah. figure out that you're not on it and they will beat the hell out of you with pipes and like whatever they can find on hand. That's the combat part. Now, what's the. Uh engine like uh is it's it a third per- 3d world first person it's third a 3d person. world but it's a first person game okay um and the artwork for it is creepy it's really creepy artwork everything's and like you can take the drug yourself 
but uh, then there's like after effects to it and there's stuff. And basically, this is what a cop looks like in the game. Pack. There you go. Yeah, the cop. Oh, I've seen. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that one, yeah. it was pretty weird. It's so uh, they, they have a crafting system. They have you know, but it's a lot. Like there's a big focus on trying to blend into society, sort of like how you do in Assassin's Creed, but like, yeah, less like I'm gonna stand. Like less I'm gonna blend into society by like standing next to a group of people, and more like. When people say good day and like wave at you, you say hey, good morning, and like wave at them back, and like it's like you. So act it's like, like it's like a very active thing you have to do, right? And you almost want to avoid people so you don't have to, right? Well, also potentially be discovered. Your goal is like breaking into people's houses and like stealing food and water so that you can survive. Yeah, thief. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't have like a day job? Yeah, you can't have a day job because, <laughs> because you're a downer. Because gotcha. you don't take mandated, you know, joy pills or whatever. That's interesting. So it's it's a really neat concept. It's a very cool game. Um, it's definitely like I'm not. Sh- I'd like to see what else they do with it. Just like story wise, like why you're a downer, why you're going around doing stuff. Well, they usually say that for like release, right? Yeah. Well, like, but like, what's the point of well? It's, What's yeah. the point? It's one of those things where it's like, because they haven't really, like, set... Like, right now, it's very open. It's It feels like something that's like, oh, you're just some guy for some reason, and now you're crafting and stuff. But I'd really like to see almost like a Bioshock-like story that, like, leads it, me through. It gives me a very Bioshock Infinite-esque feel. Right. Where, like, the whole society is kind of under some sort of manipulation. Right. And you're kind of the outcast where you can kind of blend in, mm-hmm. but people eventually start staring. Exactly. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Pokin was big. That had a huge lines. And that's the Pokemon fighting Tekken yeah. crossover game. So I've seen a lot of that. Yep. I don't know how... I Okay, I've never been a Tekken fan, but I do enjoy the idea of having... Uh, a non-turn-based combat for Pokemon. Yeah, I thought that, that was clever. Me. It's it. I've I, seen I watched it get played. And it looks pretty good. Games. I've. Uh, I think Game Grumps played it. I watched it. Mm. Watched it, and it looked very interesting. Yeah. Let's see what else. Um. Oh, uh, the new Star Fox looks really good. That it does. Um, it's a well. My favorite was always Star Fox '64 and yep. the original Star Fox, and. Not that I've exactly had the Nintendo systems to give the newer ones a fair try. Right. But they just didn't interest me. Well, that's like, I remember, like, growing up on Star Fox 64 and, like, doing that as, like, you know, that was, like, one of my two games that I owned. Yeah, same here. And, um... When I first got Nintendo, it was, like, Mario Kart, Banjo-Kazooie, and Star Fox 64. There you go. And, uh, I think everyone had, just, like... But, um... Not me. Well, that's... Yeah, you're PlayStation tough. loser. See, I went, I went, I went for... It's like a genesis to the PlayStation 2, so... But I will say it was definitely disenfranchised when I tried playing, um... Oh, what's the one? I got a GameCube. Don't worry about it. I got a GameCube, and then they had, like, the Star Fox game for the GameCube that was the dinosaur one. Like, Dinosaur Island. Yeah, no, I was... That's kind of where I lost interest. I played it, and it was super... Like, it was super weird. It was was like they took... mostly went away with the ship concept. There was, like, like, barely any ship fighting, and I was like... I, I like the fact that I'm on foot for some of it, but I really want some. Oh, did that have a, like a multiplayer thing? Like um, like four people. Not the dinosaur one. No, I don't the, think so. The, there was a Star Fox one for GameCube that you can probably. I don't know. Yeah, it might have been the thing. It was a weird. Uh, what else? Um, oh, the people who do Red Orchestra Two are doing a new version of. Well, they're doing like they're continuing. It's not going to be like you know World War Two theme shooter, but it's the same uh, engine. It's the same. Um, you know mechanics as those games, but in the Vietnam uh, conflict. So that, that I played that and that was pretty neat. Um, what else? What else? Let's see. Pax was just full of all sorts of stuff. Oh, I brought one of the things I got while I was there. Uh, I went to a Show panel. The audience. Uh, to the folks at home, it's a Witcher Three Wild Hunt limited edition Gwent set because I stopped in on the Gwent panel, talked to some guys who actually like made this game like Ew. like not like the card but like when they were making the first Witcher game and the second Witcher game and like for the Gwent they were talking about how they, they brought the on game. well they brought in a bunch of people who designed games like for a living and they were like talking to them about how to do this card game because they wanted to have a card game to like set the tone they wanted to have a thing that was like a part of the world that people played that was just some like stupid card game that people played 
that wasn't just like regular cards. And, you know, after a while they were like, oh, you know, these guys are talking about stuff and nothing seems to really click. And two dudes with like no experience in making card games or doing board games were just like, they went to their boss and like, we're going to try to do this. And the boss was like, okay, you have three weeks. And like in those three weeks, they created the whole Gwent system and they made it all work and they went all crazy with it. And um, they were crazy. It was really cool. And then while I was at the panel, they gave us actual like real card sets of Gwent so we can play those. That's cool. Um, oh, speaking of card sets, mm-hmm. um, Rooster Teeth just uh, announced they're releasing a card game uh, based on one of their te- one of their YouTube series. Really? Which one? A uh, million dollars, but. It started off as a series where, um, during their normal other videos, mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the members, Gavin Free, would regularly ask the question, "Okay, if I actually as part of their build series, while they were building, they would talk, and this would be one right. of the things they would do, where one person would ask a question, I will give you a million dollars, but but you have to do every time you see a sponge, you have to eat it for the rest of your life. Okay, would you take the million dollars?" And that means, like, you could be walking down the hallway, you see a janitor's bucket, and there's a sponge sticking out of it. You have to eat yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's, well, that's dangerous for your health. For $1 million, like, just a million? A lot of money. Um, it's a lot of money, but it's a lump sum. Like, you're yes. going to blow through that faster than you're going to end up... Like, you're going to eat more sponges than you're going to have money to spend, I guess is what I'm saying. Potentially. Like, um, by the time... like that's the concept of the game. Right. Okay, I like okay. it. It's, it's clever. Um... I can see where that would be fun, and that and might be interesting. It's and uh, in their debut of it, they um, obviously made made jokes at them at their own expense. But uh, of course, it would look very much like a Cards Against Humanity style setup. Right, where you have a box, you have two different colored cards, you create the scenario, you put the cards in, and then you debate yep. or vote on, or one person is. A it's judge. it's getting to that point where there's a lot of card games that are doing the Cards Against Humanity style: play some yeah. cards and then talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of. I think, um, yeah, excited and happiness to the thing. Yep. Where you played two panels, then you had to play the punchline. Yes. And vote on it. Yeah. And, uh, Super Fight is basically all just discussion. Um, yep. It's, uh, it's. It's a thing. Oh, uh, there's a new version of Soda Drinker Pro coming out. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> oh, did I not me, tell you about Soda Drinker Pro? It took me a Pro? second to remember what Soda Drinker so, Pro was. Soda Drinker Pro is essentially you walk through really, really, like, not good-looking environments. What's the environment? What's the engine? It, 2D? Side-scroller? It's it's 3D, but it looks like someone made, like... In Gary's Mod or something? In, like, MS Paint. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, but 3D. Okay. Which is really difficult to, like... Like, it's really difficult to describe. Like, I can't even... But it's really dumb. And basically, you just walk through the environment. Like, and every once in a while, you... Like, there's only one button. And you press the button, and then you, like, drink from the soda. And you keep walking through the environment. And you drink from the soda. And you keep walking through the environment. <laughs> like it's just a very... Care. It's a very strange game. Uh, I bought one of their sodas, which uh, was only five bucks. How was it? It was... Bleh. It was like it was like is drinking. That, is um, that the art quality of the game? It was like drinking ramen. Egg. That was it. Like it wasn't like that crazy, which was a pretty good deal for a soda at the convention center. But um, anyways, nice. Uh, comparatively, nice. comparatively, it was an okay price. Um, what else? Shadow Warrior Two looks pretty good. Uh, it's got all the bells and whistles that you'd expect. Yeah, I was from a say. game about chopping dudes in half with swords and shooting. If, if that's what you're looking for, it's always been yeah a good staple. Um, what else? Exactly. Oh, new Divinity game. Um, original Sin 2. I now, say, say, is it still the Original Sin if it's the second one? I think it's... Well, yes, because they're adding four-player co-op instead of two-player co-op. sitting on that joke for way too That's long. okay. It's a good joke. I'm um, be pet. plus. Ten we'll podcast see. points to you. Ten Thanks. podcast points. I'm collecting those. Oh! I'm collecting them all in my cage. Um, the Bethesda is making a digital card game based off of the Elder Scrolls. What? Yeah. yeah, they're doing the Elder Scrolls Legends, yeah. which is basically Hearthstone, but different. But, but Elder Scrolls themes. Well, I tried it. Basically, it's imagine the same game as Hearthstone. Okay. Now okay. split it in half vertically, so that there's two lanes, and you can only like you can play creature, you can play creatures in different lanes, like the left or right lane, and then you can attack through those lanes, 
But depending on who you have in the left lane or the right lane, you hit creatures that are in the left lane or the right lane on your yeah, opponent's side. Yukio-esque kind right. of a thing. It, and it's really weird, because it's, like, it's, it's interesting how they did it. So, like, if you don't have any creatures on your right side, and I've dropped some creatures the last turn on my right side, I can just hit you. For, without bothering. Oh, it kind of works how um, the Adventure Time game works. Right, right. So it's yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, I was definitely a little... Or Card Wars. Not card fight. I will say I was a little disappointed that it was just like like a card... At first I was disappointed because it's like a card game and I'm not like super into card game games. Yeah. Like, Hearthstone is okay. It's not my like go-to. I played it for a little bit. It's, it's alright. It's not bad. I, I still play a lot of Magic. Not necessarily in person anymore, but right. like on my phone I have the origi- uh, dual, the new Duels Origins yep, yep. and stuff like that. But uh, let's see, what else? And there was a bunch of other stuff in packs that I'm probably forgetting. Um, That's all of it was cool. You posted though. some pictures on Facebook. I posted some pictures on Facebook. I still Including have more the Orcs phone. Must Die thing. Yeah, those guys were good. Um, orcs Must Live. I was so happy about that. Save the Orcs. I just really like it because I mean, there was a, it was a picture, I think one of the signs that said, We're here for snacks. Yeah. I really like them. Just I just really like the company, and I really like the game because I've been playing it. Uh, it's on uh, beta right now, so like anyone can download it and play it. Looks super um, fun. If it my is. computer can run it, I'd run it. it like, you probably can. I don't know. It, uh, it, the, the Orcs Must Die games have been pretty low low requirements. Right, all of them. Now. I would check it out. I'd give, at least give check it, it out and see what happens. The, the last game you said, was the the game you sent me. I forgot what game. I don't know. The the World War Two. Oh oh! I sent you um, yeah. Rising Storm. Does that not Something work? like that. No, I went to download it. It's like, yeah, like the estimated Steam time was 48 hours. And I'm like... Only? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'll get a better computer than I'll play it. So yeah, so that was PAX. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, League of Legends was there, but uh, one of the main complaints was that they weren't giving away any skins because uh, League of Legends management had decided that uh, the skins detracted from the PAX East environment. And so they had like a nice little rift walk that you walked through after standing in line for an hour Who and checked cares? out some statues of you know the heroes. I mean, I, well, like, I, they had like a Baron Nasher statue that you stood in front of, and they took like a three sixty degree photo of you in front of Baron Nasher statue. It's kind of cool. Actually. It's okay. It's not great. It was like people like you should have seen the like I kept seeing like roving gangs of like people like with like. Looking for skins, they were like, "Is that yeah. the is that the bag?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the bag." And they're like, "Is there skin codes in there?" And I'm like, "There's no skin codes in there." Damn. And then they would like go somewhere else. It was a whole thing. Well, that's because it's always been that's actually been part of the PAX experience for right. a lot of people is to get those well, potentially rare and potentially very profitable. The thing with the swag bags, though, is that like the only reason those exist is because like before the convention runs, everyone sets up. And some guy from the Enforcers or from Penny Arcade walks around and he goes, do you guys have anything that you want in swag bags? Like, do you have anything extra that you can just drop real quick? And some companies give away game codes. And some yeah. companies give away skin codes. And a bunch of other companies just give away, like, coupons. And that's it. Well, like, that's what like, um, last year, uh, you, you, got, you got a skin for uh, Infinite Crisis. Right. I got Infinite Crisis skins. Right. I got Arclight Velkaz is like a skin. I got a, I got a bunch of skins. That's yeah, a good one. Skins. Yeah. Uh, well, this you get a bunch was, of uh, game well, codes if, and if I played League of Legends right now. Um, but uh, but that's the thing. It was like this this year was definitely more shirts. Like every other company got shirts. Um, there was one company that did um, some kind of bobblehead, which was very cool. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going to cut you off and pause this real quick. No problem. <laughs> And we're back! <laughs> so, well, well, we, we can edit that, edit that yeah. out. Yeah, that no, it, it pauses and I go one second and then it goes right in. Yeah, so we can edit it, that out. No, it, yeah. edits it, it edits it. Yeah, I'll edit it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll yeah. sing over it. So, one of the only... <laughs> or you can just delete the gap. But, I mean, um, whatever. There, there actually is no gap. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, one of the unique, more unique uh, PAX swag items that I got was from Bedlam, which is a versus evil game. Uh, versus Evil is the company that ends up doing uh, the Banner Saga 1, the Banner Saga 2, a couple other games. And Bedlam is like a Mad Max FTL game uh, that has like mutants and cyborgs and people and weird okay. trains murdering stuff in the apocalypse. I'm listening. And uh, the yeah. bobblehead they got, which is like on my desk right now, uh, which is really cool, is uh, a mutant. Uh, I'll post it on the Facebook when I get a chance, <laughs> when I get home. It's like a mutant that's like just a, it's a cool bobblehead mutant and I really like it because it was interesting and like it was the only like really cool memorable thing apart from like 
a Geico Gecko, uh, like they had Geico Gaming, like there. Yeah, they didn't make <laughs> any. They don't make any games, but they were just like, you should get car insurance, and then you like play racing games and like Just Cause Three to like try to like. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Look at all those cars. They're like, cars. hey, did you just see how many cars you blew up in Just Cause Three? You should get car insurance. Really, and you, it was like one, for all you know, you're gonna be driving home from this convention, and a guy in a wingsuit's gonna come by, grab and hook your car, attach rockets to it, fly it away, and then blow it up. Or what I've seen people do is get the big gun head and try to make try to lift cars up in the air. That no, way. you know who you know who should have really gotten Geico car insurance. Uh, the Overwatch Uberwatch uh, Soldier seventy six truck. Because that got into a car accident on Saturday. Wait, what, um, the Overwatch? Okay, so one of the cool things at PAX was that Overwatch went and they made a bunch of themed cars for different Overwatch heroes. So Did there was Soldier pictures? 76. I had pictures, yeah. Soldier 76 had like a big pickup truck thing. Uh, Tracer had a Lamborghini. That's pretty cool. Uh, Sounds pretty cool. My, is it? Who's the who's the Korean, uh, the Korean one with the robot mech? Me. Yeah, she had a slingshot something, like which, which is like a weird three-wheeled motorcycle monstrosity. Yeah, like the, uh, the, side the tricycle thing. Yeah, and um, and basically, if you went and typed in Uberwatch, and you were at the hotel that's next to the uh, convention center, they would drive you anywhere for like a free twenty-dollar ride oh. in Boston. So it's like a you basically do like a twenty-dollar ride with them for once through the Uber watch and they will drive you wherever in their cool Overwatch vehicle. And like the person driving was dressed up as like, you know, Tracer or like Soldier 76 or like, you know, it was cool. It's kind of dope. And it was really cool and it, it was really nice. But then Saturday the Soldier 76 truck uh got in a car accident with somebody. Really? But it was still okay. It was That's still like, good, but that like someone great. ran into it. Like literally we made this thing for this event and it died at this event. It's really cool though. But um but yeah, no, it was a, it was a fantastic time, I will say. Um, well, like, definitely experience recommend compared to our, last year. Uh, experience compared to last year. Last year was definitely more, again, more unique stuff. There was a lot of like big name games that were sort of like either coming out or people were getting excited about. This one, the only ones that people were really like, yeah, this game is coming out and it's going to be great, were like Overwatch and maybe Battleborn, but Battleborn to a lesser extent. It's so weird because. Uh... Well, you want you want to hear? I've been hearing people getting mixed up between the two because my uh, my roommate actually went out to go buy Overwatch, and I was like, I didn't realize it had come out yet. And then he came back and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs and install it on my Xbox. And I'm like, All right. And then he's like, So when you play the one soldier who's the brother of the other soldier, I'm like, You mean Soldier Seventy Six? He's like, No. And also, where do you unlock the cowboy? And I'm like. Are you playing the right game? Are you playing Overwatch or Battleborn? He's like, wait, aren't they the same thing? Like, no, he bought he bought Battleborn. He ended up returning it, but uh, oh, did he return it? I wasn't yeah. sure if he was gonna. Well, he returned it yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, I know you were over the other day. Yeah, um, but uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that was uh, but it's one of those things. And there was, was a lot nice. of other games that were kind of like I couldn't really tell with some games. Like I looked at him and I was like, I'm not sure if I want to stand like. One of the things I will say for anyone who wants to go to PAX is long lines are your enemy when it comes to those games. Like my understanding is that you have to like really choose what you, you have want to pick to do. and choose. Yeah. If, and like if there's something that you find out has like a good swag item, you go on Friday. Like just grin and bear it because the other days like the lines are going to be like crazy. Like and also they might be out of said swag item. Right. So, well, like so Friday's instance, the swag day. Well, yeah, Friday's your swag day. Friday is the find out what swag is out there, get it as fast as you can. And as you, you know, monitor the Reddit, monitor the Twitter, monitor yeah. whatever, and figure out what people are giving away. Like, yeah. I didn't know they were giving away a Pokin uh, plushy thing until, like, Sunday. And then Sunday, it was like, I showed up, because I was like, yeah, I kind of want to get the plushy thing for a friend. And they were like, oh, sorry, the line's constantly capped. Like... They wouldn't let anyone else in the line for like the next three hours. It was just constantly capped. That's a bummer. Plus, it was probably like a two-hour line. Um, but yeah, no, it was great, and that was my PAX, and it was a really good time. Uh, definitely compared to last year, there wasn't as much like new stuff coming out. But yeah, I kind of got that vibe this time that like a lot of stuff had already been announced, a lot of right. stuff had already been tested, and you know, again, it's weird for me as far as like Overwatch is concerned because. Uh, I know a Blizzard employee personally, 
and uh, he gave me a, a friends and family like alpha oh, nice. access, and uh, so I've been playing Overwatch for what feels like a very long time, and it's weird to say like, and the game's finally coming out, and I'm like, ah. I feel like I already put a lot of time into that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my question is whether or not it carries over, but I guess it's through Battle.net, no. right? So. Um, my understanding is that a lot of the stuff that I've unlocked will not carry over. And oh. will even be... But you weren't allowed to, like... In the Hearthstone beta... Again, I know people. Uh, in the Hearthstone beta, you could spend money and buy the stuff in game. And they even said, this stuff will be erased... But if you're going to spend money, it's going to te- it's just for testing our purchasing system, yada yada yada. I'm not entirely sure if you will be able to spend money in Overwatch or you'll be stuck with the same system. Right. But it sounds like you will be able to buy cosmetic things, okay. like skins for your character, uh, poses if you become the MVP of the game. Yeah. Even though, don't let your butt show in the pose, or else that one will get removed. I um, mean, that happens. And they just re added. <laughs> well, that's it back like it's funny. So. It's, it's funny that they wouldn't. Um... I don't know, it just seems funny that they wouldn't just link it to your Battle.net account and then it would stay, you know? Well, I think they want to potentially, you know, charge you for it. I guess it's true. So, I think that has a lot to do with it. But, like, okay, it's one of those things. Yeah. So that was PAX. Uh, A bunch of other stuff has happened since then, though. I know this is probably, you know, a bit belated for PAX news. Um, Yeah. Namely, Disney Infinity. The developer yeah. just went under. Right? Uh, developer went under. Uh, they're gonna pre- as of today. I think they're gonna do a Rogue One thing mm-hmm. for. I think it's three point now. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna do a Rogue One thing for three point and after that, they're done. Mm. And then, um, oh, Which... speaking of speaking of companies going under, uh, Lionsgate, Jesus, the Fable uh, developers. Yeah. Did we? Oh, we didn't talk. I no, didn't we haven't about talked this. about that yet. That happened um, just a little while back. They got uh, closed down because uh, they were working on Fable Legends, which looks really cool. It looked like it had a lot of potential, but I think the two previous Fable iterations. What else do they make? I know the last. That's two, it. That's that's, it? that's all. They've just been making Fable games since I know the uh, last Fable two, two. The last two did not go over well. Well, Fable 3 was kind of eh. And then they also had I like had Fable the... 3, but that was my first Fable, so I didn't really okay. have a previous bit. 2 was pretty good. But there was One the, the oh, side-scrolling game, and there was something else, I thought. There was the Kinect. Um, yes. They had a Kinect one where you were the driver of a cart, and you did things with your hands I'm to shoot sure magic. I'm pretty sure those did those not the, go yeah. well. But that happens. Yeah. But, yeah, so they... But Legends looked really cool, and it had some interesting, like... Like, I really like the idea of 4v1, um, like, gameplay, where the four yeah. people were, like, the players, and the one person was... Like a dungeon master. Like a dungeon master who set up different, like, groups of enemies in this maze. It was really cool. It, and from what I saw, it looked like it was very far in development, because... Right. Uh, I even saw, like, the control system where you would have... Oh, not Lion's Kate's Lion's Head. Oh, yeah, sorry. Lions four Lions gets the movie one. Right. <laughs> sorry, guys. Where you would have four types of enemies, and then yep. you could control, like, each button on the mm-hmm. controller yeah, selected one of those type of enemies, and it was going to be cross-platform, and they had already tested some of that. It all it sounded looked, really cool and really like good. It had gotten so far in development. I was very excited for that when they announced well, that. Well, that's... I think it would be canceled, yes. If we're, if we're very lucky, and this is only, like, an if, they may still... They may do what they did with the PSP Saints Row uh, game that they had done and, like, release the unfinished version of the game for free. But they won't because, you know, yeah, we live in an imperfect world. On, uh, yeah. But that's a shame, but it's still a really cool idea and I really like what they did, but it's, it's sad that they didn't really 700 years before the events of the original trilogy. And then, uh, what else happened recently? Oh, the announcement for Total War... Three, the Warhammer 40k Total War 3 which is just out of the blue like out of nowhere this showed up like yeah. oh my god I'm, I'm still like cause like I went and like I still have like all the Total War you know games on Steam and I was a huge fan of them and I was a huge fan of all like the early RTS base building stuff I didn't get so much into the um like the squad base running around Ones. No, I never, I never, well, I've never been a Total War fanboy, not necessarily out of 
any particular preference, but it's one of those things where if I had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, I'd right. play every game that I wanted to. Yeah. And I have to kind of pick and choose what I want. And the Warhammer series just never quite got my attention until college, actually, when uh, I knew of it uh, because there was a Warhammer store near me growing up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know of the games that well. Right. But, and uh, until Harry showed it to me, uh, I was very unfamiliar with it. And now that I've seen Red and even played a little bit of a D&D esque game mode in it, I've actually had a lot of fun and a lot, a lot of interest in the story, and I'd love yep. to play more of it. But I'm don't know how I feel about Total War making uh, another game right. so quickly when a Warhammer, not 40k, uh, regular Warhammer is, is having a is coming out and looks and feels very unfinished. Right. Is it, it's kind of like what's happened with the um, Battlefront. They said right. they're just going to make a second one. Yeah, without and the funny. first one's just like it's it's a very um, Activision approach to it. Right. Yeah, and I really don't. It's an EA. It's also kind of an EA thing too. Mm. But the idea of like let's just make another game. People want new games. People want new content. People want the next thing. Let's yeah. just make another one. I so much rather have one good game and wait uh, for the next game. Wait right. four years, three years for the next really, really good one. Well, as so that's, that's to, like, the thing with um. Yeah, speaking of Activision, I think. Yeah, I think last time I checked, the Call of Duty Infinity War is that yes. what it's called is the, like the most disliked game trailer. Right, it's Infinite Warfare, I believe. And um, so far, it's gonna, on. They're going to run out types of warfare. Oh yeah. Actually. Well, that's that's <laughs> why you look at the. Um, it's in space this time, Pat. Who cares? Oh it's the same game. The same well, that's game. like they're doing. Care, um, I don't care if like you change the background with like fucking rainbows and clouds and ponies and. It's like, the same game. It's the well, same that's game. the new Battlefield, right? Like they went and changed it up where the new Battlefield is going to be a World War One game. Yeah. And then that's to just basically like shut down. Infinity Warfare or whatever. Infinite yeah, Warfare. you can, I think, with yeah the, the new Battlefield, you can be like, you're in biplanes now. Right. It's it, They're basically... They're, trenches. Oh, they're going to have multiplayer uh, mounted combat on horses? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a thing? I, it's kind of cool. They're, it's, it's... I mean, hey, if that's what it takes to keep their player base there. Well, that's like, there, well... I mean, What's funny what is I think works. it's I think it's one of those things where instead of going and continuing on like getting farther and farther into the future, a lot of games like look at the Far Cry series. You look at how it was like, all right, we're going, we're going, we're in Nepal, and we're using fully automatic weapons, and we got cell phones. What now? Let's be cavemen. And it was like, all right, let's do it. And it's actually like having tried out Far Cry Primal, it feels really nice and it feels really cool and it makes Looks a lot great. of sense. Like it's just like 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 damn. Like I really liked it. Um, good, that's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, I I was a huge fan of Far Cry Three. I heard mixed review. It was also again my first Far Cry, uh, and I think a lot of and my understanding is that it's one of the crowd favorites, mostly right. because of its villain interaction. Right. And I heard uh, not necessarily bad reviews about the gameplay in Far Cry Four, but it lacked that omnipresent, interesting villain. In four, and it, it, it was almost like he they had a villain that was just like, Oh, I'm a villain, I'm gonna try. Like, they were trying too hard to make the villain some charismatic, weird guy. Yeah, wasn't that get with, with four, too? If you sit there for 20 minutes and don't if do anything you, in the very beginning of the win. game, spoiler, the guy, spoiler. Well, this is again, it's, it's two minutes into the game. I know. Uh, if you've seen, okay, I actually haven't watched gameplay. I've seen the trailer for the game, and I've yeah. seen this one little bit we're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much understand the context yeah. that you get attacked, you and your guide are taken hostage, and you're taken to go have dinner with the psychopathic villain. Right. And the moment of shift where you become somebody that's passive to somebody that does something is the moment when he takes your tour guide away... And he's like, and, I'll be back in ten minutes or something. Yeah, I'll be yeah. back in ten minutes, and you can hear him torturing. At that moment, you're supposed to get up and leave, right. and then start the game. But, but if you stay there... For the ten minutes. For the ten minutes where he's torturing, the guy goes, oh, you're still here? Okay, I'll take you to where you were going. Fantastic. And then the game ends. And he explains all the stuff to you, and then, like, 
end of game, and then he's just like, all right, let's shoot some guns. And then you get to, like, the back to the main menu, and then you get to play the game out again. Yeah. Um, but, like, for real this time. I mean, yeah, um... I, Real thing. Like, I'll buy the game. Yeah, not? Never touch it again. Of course. Whatever. <laughs> oh, yep, that was fine. I didn't shoot a thing. Perfect. Next Excellent. Alright, uh, real quick, back to Overwatch. Just found oh, yeah. this news story from a day ago. Flash news report. Yeah, oh, from um, yesterday. <laughs> Blizzard said they're going to permaban Overwatch cheaters. Yep, fantastic. They, here's the thing. Blizzard's always been kind of like a very active against uh, for security. Uh, not necessarily against hackers because all their previous games have been very uh, either highly moddable or such a wide player base that it's hard to keep track of this stuff. Mm. But since like Hearthstone came out, since um, more close knit oh, games, it's like been that, getting very competitive. It's been getting very competitive, and so they but they've always taken their security seriously. Like they added the authenticators for Blizzard right. accounts. They take steps. It's always. Yeah, you and uh, Harry has that keychain. Yeah, I, I yeah. have it on me right now. Well, that's. But, uh, I think one of the things that I've noticed is just like they have the money for it because there's such a because Blizzard is such a big and sprawling like game company when it comes as to games. I'm sprawling over their mountain of gold that they live yes. on. because um, they because they are essentially <laughs> a dragon with a dragon horde that they have. They can spend a small portion of it on security, and they can make that. Yeah. like they can say we're going to perma ban cheaters of Overwatch because they it's, can do that. And as far as being a player goes, being someone who want who does like to play games at a competitive level, it's good to know that people who do cheat are going to be punished. Right. Um, like, even simple things like uh, in League of Legends, something so very simple of if you leave a game, you can't play another game for uh, a time frame. Right. Now that that's... Uh, for some players, that's a minor inconvenience. But if you do it too many times, you get banned for like a weekend. Right. Or, or And if you continue, banned for a week to potentially a month, so on and so forth. Mm. The point is, it encourages players to not screw over their teammates and not uh, cheat. Yeah. Well, that was like a uh, smite solution to that problem was just like, oh, if you disconnect from a game, we'll just set your god, like whatever your champion is, to auto. Like we'll set an AI for that. Yeah. Like, automatically. Because that way you're not playing, like, a 4v5 or whatever. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, now it's a bot. Well, technically... On the flip side... It does something. On the flip side, do you want the bot there that could potentially... Okay, I haven't played Smite. I'm going to assume it follows very similar mechanics mm-hmm. to League, where if you kill an enemy champion, you get some sort of gold for it. Like, yeah. some sort of resource to spend, currency to buy gear. Right. Now, if the bot... Is on auto. If your if your teammate is replaced by a bot, will that bot potentially make uh, not quite as good decisions? Not the based best off choices. of like previous uh, player buys or what? No, I mean like uh, let's say you're all playing and you uh, and the enemy team gets one of those like a jungle camp or a buff right. from the jungle, and now your team is backing away and the bot isn't because he's they not do a- okay. They don't do too bad. Like I've played with bots and stuff, and like I've played with people who've disconnected and then like had a bot take over. And the bots all right? It's I've had moments where I don't even notice that they're gone. I guess okay. Like it's one of those things where like someone disconnects and I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing okay, and then someone's like, I've been having trouble restarting my computer, and I'm like, oh, I thought you were still playing. Oops. Well, and it's like one of those things where like I barely noticed that they were like gone. I, I guess because they play well enough that it's like it's not like you can visibly notice that they're an AI. The only thing that well, that's is they don't like yeah because it's a very uh, it's a coin flip kind of a thing. Do you right. would you rather have the bot there that may potentially be giving resources to the enemy team from not as advanced players, yes. or would you rather? no one there so that they don't get resources but you don't have their AD. I would much rather have an AI instead of just a champ sitting at spawn because I hate that. I hate it's, seeing a rough. guy and just being like, you're just standing there. You yeah. could be doing something. Even even if it was just like shooting and running away. Even if it was just sitting in one of the lanes yeah. that no one is in and killing minions, I would still be over the moon that that's happening because that's less dudes hitting my tower. But uh, but anyway, so that was the right. whole thing with that. Um, okay, what else were we going to talk about? We were probably going to talk about. Um, we had a list. Yeah. I didn't write it down this time. The um, uh, Far Cry is coming out with Far Harbor next week. Uh, or Fallout. Fallout. 
Fallout is coming out with Far coming Harbor. Out with Far Harbor. Uh, it's going to be in Maine. Is uh, it in we Maine? believe. Yeah, it's set in Maine on an island in Maine. Um, so and it's going to be. Gonna be like didn't you see all the fishing stuff? Clearly, it's obviously. <laughs> um, I was talking to my my friend about it. Did you guys watch the trailer? Uh, yes. I had not. I've watched the trailer and. Uh, I watched it because a friend prompted me, uh, my roommate, same one who bought uh, yeah. um, Over- Battleborn. Uh, Battleborn, thinking it was Overwatch. Um, Overborn. 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 Uh, Battlewatch. Battle uh, uh, he, he prompted me to. He said he watched. Hashtag Battlewatch. He prompted um, me to watch it, saying he was very unimpressed with it. And I went to go watch it, and it was a lot of. Um, uh, very similar to the previous trailers, where it was. A lot of sweeping shots, of action shots, and uh, generic hints at things. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they do. And I was very happy with... I was very content and happy with it because it didn't spoil any story. Right. It teased a lot of... Like, it showed Nick Valentine was going to be there. That either means he's going to be very pivotal to the story or you're going to be able to bring companions. I thought that that was little subtle things that I saw that made me happy... Uh, like at what's going to be there, but nothing was spoiled for me, and That's I appreciate good. that yeah. much more than being overexposed. I it, thought it was a very good trailer, mm-hmm. and from what little I've heard about it, it's going to be a very big area. Right. Uh, there's going to be like more settlements. It's basically going to be like a whole new area to interact with, much like Old World Blues DLC and right. Fallout in Vegas. Or... What it reminded me of was uh, was it Point? Is it Point Lookout? Yeah, Point Lookout. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. I was talking to my friend about it, and there's that one scene in the trailer with like a like it's like a giant synth. Yeah, uh, oh, th- this is the only spoiler-ish thing. Yeah, it looks like that might be the big villain where you see a synth that's like super wired up with all these extra. Comp- it looks like yeah. It looks like the uh, what are they called? The they have the really fancy. They're the enemies in Fallout um, Three. They're the Enclave. The Enclave. He looked like he had. Bits and pieces from Enclave uh, oh, armor okay. all yeah. over him. What uh, do you synth thing? Yeah. yeah. So, so I kind of got that vibe. So I was talking to my friend about that, and then apparently everyone's first reaction was like, "Oh, that's Nick." Where I'm like, "It's probably no. not Nick." No, no Nick, Nick is in the. Well, if Nick's just regular in the trailer, he's not going to also be the bad yeah. guy. Yeah. So what I said, it's like, I don't think. a, that's probably not Nick. Also, there's a shot of a great white shark. Thrown up onto like a dock, dead. That's we crazy. shouldn't be worried about what's throwing great work sharks out of the ocean onto docks. True, uh, it could just be fishermen. Well, it, I mean, feral. As far as the basic like, game goes, uh, minor spoiler alert: if you haven't played the game, uh, Fallout Four, Fallout Four is that there are giant mirelurks, mirelur yeah. queens. Come, it, it, after the first script encounter, they become a semi-regular enemy along the coast. And those things are massive. Yeah, those they're, things are like they're the size like, of houses. They're like three stories tall-ish. Yeah. Two, three stories wasn't tall. Wasn't there, um, I think we were talking and you there were nuclear-radiated sharks of some kind in the docks. There were dolphins. Yeah. They were like messed up looking. But they were really gross looking. Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, I think one of you guys made a comment that they were like, they kept dropping hints that it's like there, there might be like bigger things. That was you. me. Uh, yeah. Well, if there's certain people that you've talked to in certain terms Terminals. I kind of assumed at the time they were talking about the Myrick queens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But they, uh, there's a guy in a submarine, people that still oh, fish, yeah. and there's terminals of people who live near the ocean will regularly talk about giant creatures they see in the ocean. And you know, as far as our planet in reality goes, yeah. the ocean has the biggest creatures in the world. Yeah. Um, and it because you know, well, that's like you have enough space to grow. I remember when they first said they were going to do Boston. I was saying that they should do instead of just doing Boston, they should do Boston, and then they should do the Cape, yeah. and then have one of the vehicles that you use to get around be a, like a sailboat, and then you could like you know fight like sea monsters while you're like out and about. Nice. But I'm, I'm well, it was a cool idea, but that was back when, when, when I heard was it was still like a gleam in all of our eyes. When I heard it was uh, Far Harbor, distant thing. <laughs> I yep. thought I, I was hoping it'd be Cape Cod. Oh yeah, or Martha's Vineyard, nice. just so we get a Jaws reference. That'd be good. I, I mean, will say, let's be honest, we're actually going to get a Jaws reference. Oh yeah, but, we'll but, probably definitely get a Jaws. But reference. let's also say that Far Harbor is going to be like a story DLC, like what they did with you know uh, Old World Blues, like what they did with. What's like a big area you get to? Drive it's a big with. area, but it has like a quest line. It has like a bunch of cool like stuff going on. Whereas before we had the uh, mechanists. 
Right. The Mechanist was an inclusive quest line. It was condensed. I, I think you could really like knock it out at a leisure pace in mm-hmm. four hours. It wasn't elaborate. Well, I mean, like, I mean, you, could probably, you could probably knock it out in yeah. an hour if you blitz through it and you're right. well prepared. But, uh, but it added, as far as, like... It was mostly, like, the robots. That it was, was mostly thing. the robots, and they added, like, a couple dungeons, is what I saw one person refer right. to them. Like, buildings that you couldn't go into before. But that now you can go into, yeah. and they're full of raiders that you can slay. And yeah, stuff raiders, robots, etc. And then the second one was um, the... Wasteland Homestead, right? The Wasteland Workshop, yeah. and that added some. I added a bunch of cool little things you can craft in settlements, like your uh, your deathmatch arena. And yeah. well, that was that was the other big attraction is that you're supposed to be able to create um, uh, battles between settlers. And I actually, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll post it on the public page. I've been posting pictures of it in uh, yeah. the private group we talked about, but where you can create giant arenas and death matches for animals that you capture and uh, other settlers. Unfortunately, I, they actually do die if they die there. I forget. <laughs> can you take the uh, animals that you tame from the wasteland and like make them companions or no? You can make them guards at your settlement. Okay. And they don't get along with other animals. Okay. So you so can't be like, oh, death claws. You can have nice. multiple death claws. You can't have a death claw in the Yagwai. Okay. And you actually find out that death claw... Actually, you can find this out before the DLC... But Death Claws hunt Yaogwai as their primary food. Oh, wow. And you need Yaogwai meat to capture, a de- to like bait as bait to capture Death Claw. Okay, that's impressive. And that explains why Death Claws are so big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Well, okay, if you feed anything bear, it's going to get huge. Um, that's a fact. Anyways, <laughs> what else? Um, we got to like, wrap it up, maybe? Left. Okay. Um, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. The laptop self-destruct if we go over by ten minutes or more. I know you're talking about Total War Warhammer. Um, yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, um, and I think it's coming out soon. I have right? a comment about that. Yeah, um, next week, I think. Right, so what's your comment? Tell me. I was going to say... I, was, I mentioned before how I felt the game was unfinished. Right. Or had some lack luck. At, at least rushed. Well, because they, they promised the Bretonians as a faction. And then they said... We're going to release it later as free DLC, which is weird because the Bretonians seemed like they would be like a typical like yes well, faction. They right? they have a lot of like unique things, magic based things. Like their lancers all have like these very fancy like lances that pierce armor. But that's like, it's they have a bunch of that's unique particle things. effects. That's that's just particle effects around yes. a lance on a regular knight. <laughs> I'm saying. They they look they look pretty done, but they need some ironing out. Right. But I feel like a big part of the Total War series is sieging, and I have played not much. I played a little bit of Napoleon. I played Total War Rome and Rome Two mm-hmm. and Shogun Two, and I think the sieges have always been such a, a climactic point. Of the bat of the of campaigns and right. stories, I know for a lot of players it's probably just battles, and I think they've got that part like field battles, thumbs up, they got that pretty stuff down. But Plus. the city battles look very simplistic. Yes, because it's like a three sided. Because I remember I saw one that was three sided. Uh, Whoa, calm down. Three walls. Don't get crazy. We're lucky if we get two half the time. Um, but it's one of those. <laughs> it's it's one of those situations where it's you're not you're never going to fully surround a city because they want to make yes. sure that the city feels massive. And in order to and do they that, do. they're going to do like. But they're off the map, and it's all behind the map. I okay. It really cuts down on your tactical like things you can do. In in Rome too, the biggest city you could attack was Rome at its max level, and right. you couldn't. And it was very similar in the sense that you can only attack from one side. Because the city was that big, but that was the only city in the game. There were other cities, like there's a, a city uh, well, like closer to India, like a... Bactria. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty big city. It feels big. It doesn't look gigantic as far as like realism goes. Right. But it's a big city. You could run through it. You could surround it. And it's, that's a, it and that's cool. surrounding it is a big part of doing like a siege. Like yeah. that's the whole point is that you can surround it and like do that. Yeah, exactly. But, it's I don't know. I just feel like the and the fact that every city almost has there's only like three or four layouts. Yeah. And 
it's when you go from faction to faction, it's like this city is the same as this. The Storf city is the oh, same as like, the human city, but it's underground and it has the Dwarven. The Vampire Count one is the same as the Imperial one, but everything's a little more run down and like covered in spider webs or spooky. Exactly. The Orc one is probably just going to be like it's the same as the regular town, but everything's slightly more on fire. Um, yes, because that's it's, how they do. It's the same layout with different placeholder buildings, and that seems and the. Just the way the siege works seems oversimplified, whereas before you needed, like, all these um, tools that were, if you took more time to prepare, you were more equipped to fight a city. Now it's like any unit that has arms can throw a ladder at a wall and just climb it. I mean... It it feels... Obviously, it's easier for newer players. It's it's a simplified system for an easier way to play the game. But for people who've been playing the older games it's and have been enjoying very, it, it's definitely like kind of like a... It's a little bit of like a kick in the shin. Like, look, you could have done this cool stuff, but now we're just going to... Like, we're going to focus on the battles in the field, and this is just going to be like a thing you can do. Eh. To say you can do it. That's how it feels to me. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. It's one of those things where it's like... and And I will say that... I'm still a little annoyed about the chaos thing because that was a whole like. I, well, you were talking about the Bretonians. Yeah, and, well, and it's funny because the chaos were finished before all like these before the vampire counts yes. and before the Bretonians, and those two factions are supposed to come with the game. Right, it's the Bretonians <laughs> and the vampire counts are supposed to come with the game. The chaos warriors are a pre-order only race, but for some reason they've been like ready to go. Since yeah. like before the Bretonians were done, and before the Vampire yeah, Council, the Chaos Warriors. They said that they were going to release them eventually. Right, it's they're going to release them eventually, but it's going to be as a paid DLC. But if you buy the game, if you either pre-order the game or buy the game within the first two weeks, you get them. You'll get them on day one. On day one, yeah, and uh, and it's pretty cool. But my main issue is that Chaos as a faction is very crucial to the role of both uh, the Warhammer lore. And in the Warhammer 40k lore, that's why yeah. it's like usually a playable race within like the first game or so of a series because it's big. They're the main antagonist guys. Yes. They're constantly running around murdering people, and people like to play as the bad guys. So it's sort of annoying that they're like, "Oh yes, our evil and dark group that everyone gets is the vampire counts." And it's like, vampire counts, really? I mean, okay, if you want to do the spooky stuff. Well, um, as far as, like, game mechanics go, they, I've been I've been keeping up with, uh, like, they recently gave an example of, like, the chaos gameplay. Right. And they are, they have a very unique style of gameplay mm. where their settlements are their armies. I did like that the... That um, kind of cool. And the fact that they can't be, their armies have to be distanced... Yeah, because otherwise they'll fight in, like, the attritional half. That was cool, and I liked the, when you took over a northern, it was like, if you're in the northern wastes and you took over a tribal settlement, you can can awaken the tribe, which was like, make a new faction. Just like, hey, remind them that they're a faction, but also make them a cool chaos faction that, like, is owned by you. Yes. Which was cool. Yeah, pretty much they're forced military allies. I thought that was kind of cool. So... That was neat. But we, I like we, that. We've kind of semi-ranted about I mean, it's a, it's a cool yeah. enough thing to rant, and it comes out next week. Yeah, right? it's relevant. So, yeah. Next week. Well, yeah, this will, this will go out tomorrow as a recording. So, yeah, we'll be oh, out really? next week. There you go. Cool. Solid. I do quick turnarounds. Nice. Well, right. I know last time I said something like that, it was like, this will come out in four weeks. I'm like, yeah, oh, well, if you're watching, if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening we're going to do this. Not in the future, but... We'll see what Yeah, happens. if you're listening to this the day it comes out, it's next week. But oh. if not, it's probably already out. Also, uh, before we go, because we're running out of time, um, no. right? Or maybe yeah, we're, we're going to do a quick wrap-up. Yeah. Um, while I was at PAX, I did manage to get a bunch of codes for stuff. Uh, and over the course of some time, I've been collecting codes and such, which we'd like to give the savings back to you. Uh, yeah. And to do that you're probably going to need to like and subscribe to whatever we end up posting. So be aware. To that, all of our stuff. Yeah. Well, just like, uh, just keep, keep keep your eye on the Facebook. Keep your eye on the Facebook. Keep your eye on the Twitter. Keep your eye on the YouTube. And we'll figure out in the near future how we're going to give away some of these codes and stuff for free games that you can get. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's facebook.com slash, I think, the talk, it's either TalkBox Podcast or the TalkBox Podcast. Right. If you're listening, you probably already know. Yeah. Because it's where I post links to these things. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, Facebook.com slash the Talkbox Podcast. So definitely check that out, and we'll probably post about that sooner rather than later. Oh, you can put a little Twitter thing there. Yep, exactly. We'll hold it up. So, um, a quick wrap up. Uh, Pat, you have anything you want to talk about really quick, brief? I think I covered the major points. Nothing, uh, nothing worth noting. After that. Anything you've been doing recently? Uh, I've been playing Eve Online uh, because it's something I. Uh, my friends have been trying to get me into Star Citizen, and yeah. unfortunately, it's expensive to get into the alpha, and there's not enough to do, to do in the alpha to to make me feel worth spending several hundred dollars on a ship that I will um, probably get destroyed. Um, yeah. So EVE Online. So I've been playing EVE Online, and they did come out with, as far as news go, they came out with something earlier this month. Um, it was an uh, expansion. Uh, I think all the DLC are free. I'm not entirely okay, clear on that's that. that's cool. Um, well, I know they had the first-person shooter like spinoff. Game. Yeah, they you can land on certain planets and do first-person combat with like tanks. Good. It's very Halo-esque. Yeah, yeah, you got your vehicles, you got your first-person shooting, and you got your generic first-person shooter game types. Mm. Um, and they earlier this month they released the uh, Citadel expansion, where you can, if you're one part of one of the gigantic wealthy corporations that run the EVE Online universe, mm-hmm. you can bu- help build a giant city fortress. And uh, the trailer is actually very entertaining because it starts off as a commercial and they were it's like all very fancy professional. It's like, you can set your, leave your mark upon the stars and like set your dominance and be unchallenged by the world and then like somebody flies through the billboard that's giving the advertising and it's like all this like cowboy-esque raiders come flying he's like yeah and they're like shooting at the citadel and the citadel's <laughs> shooting back with these giant lightning-esque lasers that's and super cool okay big explosions and they that blow up the dope. citadel and it's like words start scrolling by saying like build the ultimate fortress and then in other words go over it destroy their fortress destroy their dreams destroy all they worked for so that's super cool it was actually cool. a really cool little thing to get me hyped up for a game I hadn't played in a really long time and I'm actually enjoying it again. Nice. Cool. Uh, I have been playing... Let's see, what have I been playing? I, they had a Devolver sale the other day for uh, just Devolver games, and I picked up a game called... What do they make? I'm not familiar with uh, the company. Hotline Miami. Oh, I am familiar with <laughs> There the you games. go. And uh, a couple of the games like that. And one of the games that they uh, have is called Not a Hero, which... I saw you playing that. It's it's pretty weird. Um, it's, okay, <laughs> For those who don't know, tell us quickly, in a couple words, how what it is and how you play it. Okay, you know, have you ever seen, like, a British crime drama? Yes. Okay, yeah. imagine that as a game. Well, I've seen the trailer. I'm familiar with the yeah, game. Yeah, where you, like, <laughs> quickly run through, like, an apartment building murdering people, similar to... Side-scrolling 2D. Yeah, side-scrolling 2D. Think Hotline Miami, but instead of being, like, a top-down, it's <laughs> a side view of buildings. And you're going, like, up. And then, like, through a window to another building, and then down, and oh. then over, and then... And there's cool. different guys, like... It's very fast-paced. It's very fast-paced. Yeah. It's surprisingly fast-paced. I had moments where I was just Should pressing we post a link to two it? buttons. It's, it's new, it's um, cheap, it's uh, yeah, a if, game to play. Yeah, we can probably post a link to it and yeah. see what happens. Right. Um, but it was really cool, and I guess one of the cool things was that it was a made originally as a one-day build game. But then they were just like, let's make it a full game. And they did, That's and it's cool. really fun. Ah. Uh, I, I like those when, like, a tournament, uh, like, Notch entered a tournament or, like, build a game in a day, mm-hmm. and then he released that game. It, it comes was, like, out a little so cool, cool Yeah. Yeah, so, um... That's what I've been working on. <laughs> I, I played a really cool game recently. I don't remember the name, so I'm opening up uh, Game Jolt right now. Okay. What's the game? Well, tell us about it. What, is uh, it? what, what does it basically do? is, is that I don't know why I decided to pick this up. Uh, play yep. it. Or what you are. You are a... Editor-in-chief of, like, a paranormal newspaper. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it either, but go on. That sounds pretty cool. It's it's a a quirky little game. It looks cool. What it is is that you have, like, a staff of people. Some of them are, like, doctor whatever. Oh, is that the one? Can you you make it, like, is there corruption in the city and then, like, you talk about it? Or is that a different game? Oh, I'm thinking of a game I played at PAX. There was a game I played at PAX called... We are the police. Well, a whole lot thought or something. Adam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, so what it is is that you go out and then you send your reporters out to the field and you get like updates with them. And then mm-hmm. you can like arm them with guns and they like 
shoot things. I assume you need to arm them with guns to avoid the paranormal monsters? Yeah, and then sometimes you get, like, what happens is, like, you get defeated, it's like, oh, this character is not possessed. So they can't do anything oh. until you send someone else. Yeah, here it is. It's called the Daily... Cathonical? Cathonical. Like Cthulhu. Oh, oh. Yes. Cathonical. Like Daily Chronicle. Yeah. Um, it's free. Uh, you can, oh, it's free? It's, yeah, game, everything on Game Jolt is free. Oh, very cool. Um, it's super fun. I, I, I played the short game. Maybe it took me about 45 minutes. Sounds really in-depth. So you know, it's a short yeah. play, fun... Free to play. Yeah, it's a quick game experience. V- very War- interesting story. Absolutely, you get into it. You can mm-hmm. you can like there's like more stuff where you get like combine like zombie blood with like mysterious liquid. Oh, you got a strength potion, and then that's cool. You I can mean, do stuff like that. But... I would absolutely drink zombie blood. <laughs> I mean, it's not safe. That sounds safe. Like d- d- it, it depends on weird. what you're going through. It depends on what type of zombies. If it's virus-based zombies, then you're screwed. Yeah, don't drink that. Magic zombies. zombies, voodoo zombies, fuck, drink that. Solid. Yeah. All right, so I think that's gonna do it. That's gonna this. cover all the stuff. I think. Yeah, for this episode of the Top Box Podcast, we'll be back somewhat sporadically in the future. Eventually, one one of these days we'll get Chad. And well, we'll get Harry I mean, and like, Chad well, and it's it's gonna be easier now. We decided. Randomly yesterday that we were going to do this, we so. did. Yeah, this that, was kind of hence why there's only the three of us. Yeah, but th- yeah. I think we still did a pretty good job. Yeah, in the last podcast, there was only two of us. So. Hey, if you thought we did a good job, you should post about it on the Facebook page or on the Twitter. Yeah, let uh, us know. that we previously mentioned. Let us Hashtag know. Let us know if, if you like what we this said. This far into the podcast, thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for listening this far into the podcast. Yeah. If you liked what you said, what we said, talk about it. If you didn't like what we said, what should we have talked about instead? Um, Alright, so again, Facebook, Twitter, Steam group. Should we have replaced Chad with a bag of chips? Should we have made fun of the chip bag of Chad um, repeatedly? Uh, That's an option. Um, Let us know. Let us know on the Facebook and the podcast and Twitter. Yeah, so I'll do it. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. And I'm Pat. Uh, Stay toasty. Stay toasty. Stay toasty.